Now, I got to break uh, our cardinal rule here, Broadway Billy, and at least discuss the outcome of the Republican South Carolina presidential primary, where Donald Trump has uh, beaten uh, Nikki Haley 60 40 across the board. Uh, got to discuss it. Because obviously we don't have election night coverage when we're in the midst of entertainment, theater of the mind, and expanding our radius of listeners across the world. But it is the uh, most important issue because the polling data indicates once people uh, cast their ballot in early voting and also on election day Saturday... The uh, border crisis has now surged as voters say it is the top issue. And I was uh, on the cutting edge. I was the Paul Revere a long time ago. I was warning you back in August of 2022. What this mass migration across the border of illegal aliens would do. And of the menace of the release of thugs, organized criminals, and terrorists, especially from a nation known as Venezuela. Enemies of ours under Hugo Chavez, and then when the bus driver Maduro, because that's what he was in Caracas, took over for Hugo Chavez, who dropped dead of cancer. Uh, He decided to take a page out of the book of Fidel Castro, 1980 who, uh, in the midst of uh, being challenged by dissidents who had gone over the fence of the Chilean embassy, 10,000 Cubans said that they would remain in the Chilean embassy. They would not uh, would not leave. They wanted to be able to, uh, be able to go to Santiago, Chile, and the Chilean government said, well, you can stay there. They gave them sanctuary in the embassy. And Castro, in a fit of rage, said, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll fix you 10,000. I'm not going to go over the wall. I'm not going to drag you out and put you in my gulag. No, no, no. I'm not going to set up an international spectacle. I'll let you go, but I'm going to empty my jails. I'm going to empty my insane asylums. I'm going to spread the mail from 90 miles away across America. And I got that sucker, Jimmy Carter, who's more than happy to act as the world's humanitarian. And accept them to the shores of America. And he did. And he did. And this is happening all over again. One week, President Jimmy Carter did it. Followed by another week, President Joe Biden. And today, with the results of the Republican uh, primary in South Carolina in, and Nikki, Nikki Haley vowing that she will continue, the issues that normally trump everything else, the economy, do you have coin in your pocket? Those are really like the big two. Uh, pale in comparison to this migrant invasion. And as Americans sit in the comfort of their homes and they see this mass release of illegals in San Diego across the San Ysidro Canyon from Tijuana, I mean, just massively released because Abbott is sealing up his border in Texas. He is hermetically sealing it up. He's got to raise the wire out. He's saying no mas, no mas. He's going to make arrests as of March 21st. The shift of the invasion has moved to California and Arizona, most specifically California, because there, Gruesome Newsom, the governor, 
is always welcoming in the illegal aliens. It is a tsunami now. And people, people have had enough. And if you notice, nine times out of ten, Broadway Bill Lee, have I been right about the Venezuelans? Have I said they need to go back to Caracas? Have I used even stronger language in describing what I said should be done to these thugs who are running the streets of 42nd Street, Times Square, attacking cops, attacking other migrants, uh, going in a store, shoplifting, shooting, looting? I mean, they've learned the American way of the summer of George Floyd of 2020, right? Which is you go in, you shoot, you loot. And there are, there are no consequences. No consequences. And then the case that has garnered the attention of the nation, the uh, murder of that uh, student nurse down in Georgia. And now it turns out by an illegal alien from Venezuela who gained the system and was here in New York City. And Eric Adams was putting him up in a hotel. And the guy was TikToking and Instagramming while here. This is crazy. And this surge for Donald Trump, not only across the nation, it's reflected right here in New York City. This, this survey by Siena. Now remember, Siena is a very liberal, progressive-leaning polling service. Has said that a staggering 53% of Jewish voters in New York State Plan on voting for former President Donald Trump in the November election. 53%. That is unheard of. Obviously, because of Joe Biden's position on the state of Israel, he's becoming uh, increasingly more hostile, antagonistic towards uh, Israelis. Uh, the Israelis' attempt to fully eliminate Hamas. He wants them right now to go no mas, no mas, and encroach no more in the Gaza. Well, boy, that is reflected in the polls. That is reflected in the polls. Even though Biden is still trouncing Trump statewide, 48 to 36, that margin is shrinking. And the voting bloc for the Democratic Party in general, generally for Jews voting, is about 71% of them will always vote for Democrats. Except the tide may be changing. This maybe is the most staggering of all the stories that we'll be touching until the break of dawn. That in New York State, if the election were held tomorrow, Jewish voters registered, as you know, mostly Democrat. 53% of them would cross the party lines and vote against the interests of their Democratic Party registration and would vote for Donald Trump, giving him the Jewish vote. Never happened before. Never. And what is it? Is it a series of issues? No, I think for the Jew, it's about the state of Israel and the hostile reaction of President Joe Biden towards the attempt of the Israeli government to eliminate Hamas once and for all. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. And, you know, generally, why, why do New Yorkers go down in South Carolina? Myrtle Beach. I think there are more golf courses than people down in Myrtle Beach. People love to go to Myrtle Beach from up here. They not only love to go down there to play golf. It's probably where Andrew Giuliani will end up at some point because he's quite the duffer. You know, he joins us 8 o'clock Sunday nights 
He's in the Curtis Sliwa extended enrollment of the Talk Radio Boot Camp, and he's doing extraordinarily well. Followed by my wife, Nancy, who's on from 9 to 10, who does a deep dive. She is an enrollee of the Curtis Sliwa Boot Camp for Talk Radio show host. And, of course, the Animal Welfare Hour from 10 to 11, the most listened to, the most uh, participatory of all the hours that I do here at WABC, where the acronym at times stands for Always Broadcasting Curtis. And later on in this uh, show, we're going to do a requiem, a goodbye, goodbye to my very dear friend Flacco, the Eurasian uh, owl. Uh, I grew up loving owls. Owls were always my favorite animal as a child. The uh, owl is such a useful animal in the animal kingdom, especially in keeping rats and mice at bay. There's so much to talk about. But if you were to actually watch and read the reports, supposedly Flacco flew into a building right on the corner of 89th Street in Central Park West. When I finished the program uh, earlier on Saturday, uh, when I headed home to Nancy and our rescue cats, I walked over to 89th Street in the corner of Central Park West. I spoke to the uh, guys who operate the building there. Everything is in scaffolds nowadays. What the hell are all these scaffolds? And I said, what happened to Flacco? Uh, we're not at liberty to say. Well, they said that he flew into this building. How could he have flown into this building? There's nets covering this building. We're not at liberty to say, Mr. Sliwa. I said, I don't believe this crap.